0: Roland Jerome and action That was kind of dope, though, no lie. And we're back. Episode number 19 of the Somewhere in America podcast is back in business. We are here. Let me rephrase, I am here. Lakota is here doing the podcast by himself. It's been a long week. Jalen's had a lot of stuff going on, couldn't do it. So we got to pop one out. And this is what we're doing. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, we're here, and that's all that matters. So maybe a day late, but it's only a day late. And it's still like week six in a row of doing the podcast. So that's a new, uh, that's a new record, and we're going to keep breaking records. So thanks for listening, and let's jump right into it. Uh, first thing on the list I need to thank the audience. You guys are awesome. Uh, if you can hear it, I'm a little under the weather. I've got some snot build up and and uh, yeah, that stuff. So that's no fun. But uh, I'm here for you guys and I'm going to keep talking. So ignore it or yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to apologize in advance because it's kind of nasty. For example, I'm about to clear myself right now. <clears throat> okay. Hopefully you didn't hear it because that was gross. All right. So, yeah, the first thing that I had on the agenda was to thank the audience. Thank you guys for listening very much. Remember to share, subscribe, rate, like, leave a review, leave comments, interact with us on Instagram. We weren't super busy this last week because, well, we weren't super busy on Instagram last week because we were super busy in our personal lives. So that's kind of what happens, and there's not much we can do about it other than... Do what we can when we can. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Share it with your friends. I know they're going to like it because you all seem to like it too. So, yeah, that's enough for the intro. Uh, we had a super busy last busy week last week. Jalen and I both unable to do the Halloween episode of the podcast, which is kind of a bummer because we were going to dress up as our favorite comedian, Chris D'Elia. And while Chris D'Elia is not Jalen's favorite comedian, he's probably number two on the list. So, that's fine. It's okay. Chris D'Elia, you're awesome. Yeah, the last week was crazy. We did release an episode, but, uh, man, when did we release an episode? Oh, man, now I'm getting all flustered. I guess we didn't. No, we had to have, but I don't know when. Oh, yeah, we did. We did, we did, we did, we did. We did. So, yeah, yeah, because we did Lakota's a stoner yeah my bad gosh see it's crazy how how a week goes by, and you can't you can't even think about what you did in a week, man, and then my wife gets mad at me for forgetting like where I put my special pajamas two years ago when I stuffed it into a box man i can let i can't I can't remember what I did last week, let alone where I put something two years ago. Okay. Anyways, yeah, last week's been crazy busy. Jalen went up to Albuquerque then to Amarillo. I also went up to Albuquerque, but <clears throat> I picked up my in-laws, my uh, my father and mother-in-law from the airport in Albuquerque, and they flew in from Venezuela, Maracaibo, Venezuela, South America. It's kind of cool. Uh It's always cool when they come. They're they're really nice people, really good, really good people. And uh yeah, we always just have a good time. They're super, uh, yeah, super friendly, super, super personable. And I mean, me and the in-laws get along great, which is good because I know a lot of people don't do not get along with their, do not get along good with their in-laws. And, uh, fortunately I do. They're awesome people. And, uh, I'd, I'm, I'd much rather them be here than in Venezuela where their country's in a crisis and it's, just shitty living and no electricity for six hours a day every day just because the government wants to basically they've got one of the largest oil reserves untapped oil reserves in the world like if not the largest untapped oil reserve in the world and uh, it's just going to waste because they have an oppressive socialist turned dictatorship government And that is why socialism is bad. Because you get some power-hungry people people in power, and it can turn to communist and then to dictatorship fast. And by fast, I mean 10, 15, 20 years. It's going to take a while for it to do that in the United States, but you get the wrong person in office, and it can happen. So, uh, yeah, if you want a good reason why socialism is bad... Look at Venezuela because people, people seem to say, like my wife, for example, says that socialism works sometimes. Just like, for example, man, I was about to say por ejemplo, which is, for example, in Spanish because I've been speaking Spanish to my in-laws for the last week. So Spanish is just kind of like right there readily available for me to listen and speak. Uh, anyway, sorry. Yeah, my wife was saying that, you know, Italy, for example, is a socialist government, but they're not oppressed, and and uh, they're not they're not Venezuela, obviously, and so that's good, right? I guess, but uh, they're also not America. I mean, they don't have the freedoms that we have. Um, one thing that I was talking to her about was school. So, for example, you get done with with. Uh, let's say high school, high school, you, you graduated about 14 instead of, uh, 18 graduate high school at about 14. And then you go to a kind of, kind of like a college where you would get an associate's degree, uh, or, or potentially a bachelor's. Uh, but it's kind of a, it's free and it's, it's kind of like your secondary education, almost like, you know, junior, senior of high school. And like, first couple years of college you know what i mean like basics that kind of stuff and then you can get a like an associate's degree in language or or uh, teaching or mechanics uh, basic engineering stuff like that but but then if you want to further your education you have to go to private college where it's super expensive uh, so that's that's one thing that's different and then you can't like i for example had no training in my my field in surveying before I started surveying. And, uh, like, that's not something that you can do over there. You can't get into a good-paying job uh, without any training or without a degree. And I think that uh, nowadays, in the United States especially, the the opportunity for somebody that doesn't have a degree is so good that, I don't know, I think less and less people are going to, go to college because they they see you know obviously there's some things you need a degree for but it's funny you got all these kids that go to technical schools and go to be diesel mechanics or whatever and you know in high school they were looked down on or whatever you know by they by by some of the kids that you know oh I'm going to I'm going to this school or I'm going to that school or whatever and I'm going to be a finance major and I'm going to be an accounting major and I'm going to be a business major blah 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 and they're 25, working at Taco Bell, while the diesel mechanic that they made fun of in high school is 25, making $95,000 a year because, uh, yeah, because he didn't have to go to college to become successful. And while a trade school is technically college, it's kind of just like on-the-job training. Like my cousin Ben, for example, he's going to a college in Alabama to be a <clears throat> i guess it'd be kind of a, an electrical engineer for a steel mill uh one of the biggest steel producing companies in the world um sorry in the United States and uh after 3 years of college where he gets paid on the job training as well as his tuition paid for uh because he got a scholarship good for you Benny uh after that he ha- you know he's he's dedicated to that company for 5 years or something like that Guaranteed $80,000 a year, uh, first year and potential for more after that. So I don't know. People think, some people think that, oh, if you're going to be successful in life, you have to have a degree and you have to go to this school and, uh, you have to, yeah, that's bullshit. You don't have to do that. You can be successful in whatever you want without training, uh, When you start, you know, like for example, if I wanted to be a radio host, this is probably how I would start. And it costs me nothing. I'd read books. I'd listen to talk shows. I would train myself. Uh, you know what I mean? And then eventually get my own spot on the radio, blah, 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 et cetera. Even though it's arguable that podcasts are more, uh, uh, they're going to be the, they're, they're, they're on the up and up. They're going to be the more, more listened to medium and, uh, but, yeah, so this is how you would get your start. You just sit here and start talking, and 50, 60, 70, 100 people listen to you every week, and then your audience grows, and now you're a talk show host, just starting in your garage like ourselves. Uh, Yeah. Wow, we kind of went all over the place. But, but yeah, Venezuela is a good reason why socialism does not work. Also, the people are oppressed because the government decides who gets the money and who doesn't. And, what do you know, da da the government's corrupt, just like it is here. And so when you have uh, the power, that, when the power of the people is taken away, the government can just control everything. And that's what the Democrats want to do. So if you're a Democrat, uh, look into it. And, uh, yeah, look at Hong Kong. Look at Venezuela. Uh, think about it. We may not all agree on... Uh, social issues but as far as the future of the country I believe that uh, that the mainstream democratic state of mind is not yeah they're selfish especially the people in power and the people that follow them I don't know if they're uneducated or they think that I don't know I don't know. Uh, let's not get into politics. Uh, yeah, let's not get into politics. All right. One thing that I did want to talk about, one thing that I did really want to talk about is UFC 244 Saturday, November 2nd, Madison square garden on pay-per-view, even though I didn't watch it on pay-per-view. Um, yeah, those fights were sick, sick. They were too sick. Um, You had Jorge Masvidal, Nate Diaz as as the main event. Kelvin Gastelum versus Darren Till as the co-main event. Steven Wonderboy Thompson makes his return after suffering a loss to, um, I believe it was Jorge Masvidal he lost to in his last fight. Or or it was Anthony Pettis. I do not remember. Either way, both were knockouts. Both were rough. Steven Thompson versus the up-and-coming Vicente Luque. Great fight. Derek, the Black Beast, Lewis versus Blago Ivanov. That guy's got a crazy story. Kevin Lee versus Gregor Gillespie, the best fisherman in MMA. Shout out to Gregor, even though he lost. And Corey Anderson versus Johnny Walker. We'll start there. Corey Anderson versus Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker is on a three-fight winning streak. First three. Actually, he's probably on a more than a three-fight winning streak because... He's only had three fights in the UFC, but he won his first three fights. I think all of his fights were in two... Th- no, they were not. He had one fight in 2018, I believe. And then... Uh, maybe he had two fights. Anyways, he, he he broke his shoulder celebrating like an idiot. And so he was off for a little bit to get recovered and everything. So he came into this fight super confident. He knocked out like two top 15 guys in, you know, both of them, neither of the fights lasted more than two minutes. You know, the first, the first one, Kalu Roundtree, he knocked him out in like a minute and a half. Then he, he went after uh, some other guy. I can't remember his name. And then Misha Sirkanov, who just won his last fight via Peruvian necktie, which was pretty cool to see in the UFC. Oh, uh, just the second Peruvian necktie in UFC history. But, uh, Beating your Misha Sirkinov with a flying knee, and just put him away, rowdy. So yeah, Johnny Walker, a cool Brazilian, coming from, uh, coming from Brazil. He's been on the he's been on the rise, and and uh, so he's he's coming up against a, a really tough opponent, Corey Anderson, who is just an all around badass. He used to fight at heavyweight, and uh, yeah, he's super good crazy power in them hands, you know, he's a hunter, which is cool. He uh he's actually just going on a deer hunt this weekend, which is pretty cool. And uh yeah, so come out, Johnny Walker's getting all dancing around, you know, not not uh he's being cocky and not too much time goes on. And uh yeah. Round one, two minutes and seven seconds, Corey Anderson TKOs Johnny Walker. It was pretty rough, and uh, he got all up in his Johnny uh, Corey Anderson got all up in Johnny Walker's face and shouting at him, trying to push the ref aside, trying to get up in his face because Johnny Walker's been talking shit and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was just kind of a lot of motion going to that fight for Corey Anderson, and uh, he proved himself uh, to be, you know, he's a force to be reckoned with in the light heavyweight division, which is uh, brutally dominated by John Jones, who I don't think is gonna. Lose until he retires, personally. But, uh, yeah. Next fight, Kevin Lee, Gregor Gillespie. Kevin Lee's coming off a few tough losses. I can't remember... I uh, <clears throat> can't remember what his last... Actually, I'm going to look. I'm going to look and see what his last few fights were so that I can tell you exactly. Kevin Lee. Yeah. So... Kevin Lee's last two fights, let's see. He just beat Gregor Gillespie, head kick, KO, like dead KO, dead. Saturday night, dead. Killed Gregor Gillespie. Not actually, but it was pretty close. Before that, he lost to Rafael Dos Anjos via submission. Before that, he lost to Ali Aquinta via decision. And then he beat Edson Barbosa, which is actually pretty impressive. Round five victory for him. And uh, then he lost to, Yeah, so he hasn't really done that bad, I guess. He only lost two in a row. But I guess, yeah, no, that's weird. I thought he lost more than that. Anyways, I guess he only lost two in a row. He took those last two, I believe, at welterweight. Oh, no, just the last one against uh, Rafael de Sanjos wasn't like in the weight cut or something for the Ally Quinn fight, so he took that last one at uh, welterweight, cut back down to lightweight to, to take on Gregor Gillespie, who was undefeated coming into this, 13-0. and 0. Uh, He's been killing everybody. Let's see what his last few fights have been like. He's been he's been murdering people. Before that, it was a KO of Nancy Medeiros in January. Before that, it was a submission of Vince Pichel in june 2018 and then a ko first round ko and then a submission ko decision his first fight in the ufc was it was a decision after that it's been ko submission ko submission ko submission and then ko except he was on the receiving end of it kind of rough i feel bad for Gregor gillespie i like him a lot he's just a Good old boy from New York who trains in his garage and yeah. Kind of uh kind of a bummer, but I mean that's the fight game. You win some, you lose some, you get knocked out, you knock people out. It's 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 just all part of it. So uh yeah, Kevin Lee, Gregor Gillespie, brutal head kick knockout. I thought he was done for. Thought he wasn't gonna get up. That was rough. Anyways, yeah. Next up we got the heavyweights. Derek the Black Beast Lewis takes on Blagoy Ivanov, the Bulgarian. So, this fight was pretty interesting. I really thought Derek was just going to get in there and and tee off on him, on Blagoy Or Blagoj uh, Ivanov. I'm just going to say Ivanov because I know how to say that. I thought I was just going to tee off on him. Really didn't. Uh, there was a couple times where he was teeing off on him, but Blagoy almost had him in a... Uh, or Ivanov almost had him in an in Americana. Derek had his thumb up the whole time but I, I thought he was gonna tap it was it was a tight submission very very tight submission and uh, yeah I thought he was I thought he was gonna tap for sure he didn't he got out of it and he ended up winning via decision uh, crazy story about Blagoy Ivanov uh, in 2015 I believe 2012 it was either 2012 or 2015. I believe it's 2015 I'm like 90 percent sure. He got stabbed in the heart. And here he is four years later fighting in the UFC after being stabbed in the heart. I mean, he's he's crazy. He's tough, man. Derek Lewis hit him with everything but the kitchen sink, and he did not go down. I don't think Derek Lewis had one knockdown. I mean, you're talking about a guy who carries his power all the way into the third, fourth, fifth round. He he knocked out... Uh, Alexander Volkov in 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 the last fight in Derek's last fight, knocked out Alexander Volkov. That was the that was the famous my balls was hot interview, and uh, actually I don't think that was Derek's last fight. Let me let me rephrase. Uh, anyways, he knocked out Alexander Volkov, and then yeah yeah that was rowdy in the third round after being dominated. Uh, Derek was losing that fight for sure. Come back, boom, hits so hard, his mouthpiece flies out. And Derek Lewis wins the fight via knockout in the third round. So, yeah, it's crazy. Derek's last fight, he uh, beat Junior Dos Santos KO. Before that, though, he lost to Daniel Cormier via submission. He uh, beat Alexander Volkov. He beat Francis Ngannou in a weird fight. That was a weird fight, not very good. KO'd Mar- Marcin Tybura. before that. It was, let me see, Mark Hunt. He KO'd, K-O'd Travis Brown. That was when he talked shit about uh, Ronda Rousey, which was kind of funny. And, uh, yeah, that's as far back pretty much as I go. Um, And that's about as far back as, as uh, he goes in the UFC also. Oh, no, he goes all the way to 2014. Wow. He's been... He's been uh fighting a while. He got knocked out by Matt Mitrione. Not surprising Matt's a beast. Man, he's 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 had a couple KO losses in the UFC. That's wild. I didn't know he's been fighting that long. He want a ref he won a uh a judge's decision against Roy Nelson. Wow, that's crazy. Crazy crazy. Uh, excuse me for the yawn. Anyways, Derek the Black Beast Lewis ended up winning by decision. It was close though. I mean Blagoy Ivanov took some took some shots, man. He just he just took some shots. And that's impressive. Um very impressive. Very impressive. Especially against <coughs> especially against a man like, like uh Derek Lewis who just comes at you waiting just waiting for that shot to land square on your jaw to put you out all right next up steven thompson versus vicente luque steven thompson 15 and 4 now in the Uf- uh in his professional career against vicente luque 17 7 and 1 uh yeah that was a good fight came back. Excuse me. My goodness. I was up at 3 this morning because I, I, I went to the gym. So don't judge me. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. Anyways, Stephen Thompson, who his last few fights have been not good. Last fight, he did lose to Anthony Pettis, KO. Before that, Darren Till, KO. I lied. I said it was Jorge Masvidal. I'm sorry. And then after that, he won a referee or a a judges decision against Jorge Masvidal. Uh before that lost to Tyron Woodley twice via decision. Actually, no, he lost the second fight. It was a majority draw of the first the first fight. He uh beat Rory McDonald, KO'd Ronnie uh Johnny Hendricks, KO'd Jake Ellenberger. Uh KO'd Robert Whittaker, which is crazy considering what a beast Robert Whittaker is. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much it. KO'd, or, or no, he didn't KO Matt Brown. He did meet, He did beat Matt Brown, though. Or no, Matt Brown won. Oh, that's probably, yeah, that's probably not true. All right. Steven Thompson, Vicente Luque, after a couple rough losses, Steven Thompson got himself back in the winning column and, uh, probably back in title contention. He probably needs to beat a couple more guys. He's number n- like nine in the world, something. And, uh, he needs to beat a couple guys before he really jumps back up to the top. But yeah, he, uh, he did very good. Teed off on Vicente Luque. That dude's got a granite chin. He, uh, did not go down. Stephen Thompson got one knockdown in the fight and, uh, yeah. Man, it's just rough. Steven Stephen Wonderboy Thompson's got that weird karate style. And uh it's just hard to deal with. It's just really hard to deal with. Tyron Woodley actually fought a good fight against him. Um, you know, in a fighting aspect, whether it wasn't whether it wasn't entertaining, but that's you know, that's a different different story, so Yeah. Steven Wonderboy Thompson. Oh gosh. Excuse me, I'm so sorry. See Wonder Boy Thompson gets the decision win over Vicente Luque. Next up, Kelvin Gaslam, Darren Till. Darren Till, who seemed to be invincible. I mean, he even said it. He he said it himself. He, he said, it seems he seems to be invincible. Like nobody can beat him. So uh yeah. He comes in. Wins his first two matches, then he KOs Donald Cerrone, crazy. Then comes in, Tyron Woodley gets, I mean he's just he 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 was on a tear, he was destroying everybody, KOs decisions, dominating him. If it was a decision, it was not close, just dominating people. KOs Cerrone, uh, beat Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, and then comes in ready for a title shot after. Wonderboy boy just got done losing to tyron woodley he loses to darren till and uh darren till gets choked out i believe it was a rear naked choke uh round two by tyron woodley tyron woodley keeps the title doesn't have any more obviously but uh yeah rough loss his first loss he's not too worried about it though because it was his you know it was a championship fight and uh Then he he goes up against Game Bread, Street Jesus, whatever you want to call him, Jorge Masvidal. Jorge Masvidal knocks him out dead cold. Dead cold. Round two, March 16th earlier this year. I mean, just a performance of the night, performance of the year. I mean, just destroyed Darren Till. Destroyed him. That was in March. So Darren Till took some time off and uh, got a... Offer he couldn't refuse in Kelvin Gastelum. Kelvin Gastelum coming off of a uh, tough decision loss to uh, Israel Adesanya, who is now the middleweight champion, and uh, obviously he defeated uh, Robert Whitaker, second round KO uh, recently there in Australia. But, uh, excuse me? Yeah. Kelvin Gastelum coming off a fight, probably a fight of the year contender. It probably is the best fight of the year. Honestly, Kelvin Gastelum and uh, Israel Adesanya, crazy fight, crazy fight. Coming off that loss, but still, I mean, it was a it was a great fight, a tough loss. Honestly, uh, man, he landed some shots on on Izzy, and everybody thought Izzy was going to go out, and Izzy came through it, battled the adversity, and now he's a middleweight champion. But uh, Darren Till, who who who'd been fighting in 170 his whole career, had had been going through a tough time getting the weight down to 170, and so he he decided to go up to 185, and that's where he's fighting now. And he looked, I mean, was it, excuse me, my goodness. Was it an entertaining fight against Kelvin Gastelum? No. Did he do what he needed to do to win? Yes, and sometimes that's what you got to do. I mean, yeah, sometimes that's what you got to do. You just, you have to do what you have to do to win. It's like, Tyron Woodley fighting one of Boy Thompson. He didn't uh he didn't get in there and and bum rush him, waiting for one of uh Steven Thompson's counter counter punches to put him down. No 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 none of that. He went in there, he made a tactical decision to fight his fight, to not be too aggressive, but to uh yeah, to put the pressure on when he needed to, and he got the job done. And uh, although it was not a very entertaining coming event, it was still, uh, it was definitely what Darren Till needed after coming off two finishing, like, two tough losses that ended by a submission and a KO. Uh, yeah, it's what he needed to do. And he got it done. And I'm proud of the kid. Uh, you know, when you get famous and then you go back to your small town and you're, you're like an icon, you know, everybody knows who you are. Everybody wants to be friends with you. You're getting, you know. You get into the to, <clears throat> you get into the wrong crowd, and I think it's that that's what he did after, especially after losing two losses. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, good to see him back on track. Uh, there's some good shots of him with his uh, daughter. Anyways, Darren Till still young, twenty six years old. He's got some time to go. Anyways, let's move on to the. B-M-F title, Jorge Masvidal versus Nate Diaz. What a fight. I mean, gosh, what a fight. Jorge Masvidal, street Jesus, game bread, whatever you want to call him. 16 years old, fighting in the backyard against adults, you know, on Kimbo Slices, backyard brawls, or whatever. He's in there as a little kid in Miami. I mean, I say little. He's a 16-year-old kid in Miami, street fighting adults in the backyard for side bets. You know, I mean, he he didn't even get offered any money. He was just, hey, I'll bet you a hundred bucks that, you know, that I'll that I'll beat this fool. And sure enough, he go in there and beat him. Uh, yeah, Jorge Mazville. 35 professional wins, 13 professional losses. Most of them. By split decision, which is ridiculous. Nearly 50 professional MMA fights. He's fought for like eight different promotions or something like that. It's crazy. He's a veteran. He's he's legit a veteran. And he's been doing it for, he's been doing it forever, man. He's been fighting, I mean, fighting since 16. He's been a pro since 2003, 2004. Him and ADS started about the same time. Uh, Nate's only got 32 professional fights, but still, that's pretty impressive. Nate Diaz coming off a a win over uh, Anthony Pettis that was very impressive. It showcased Nate's skills that he still got it, and he hadn't fought since he lost to Conor in 2016 or something like that. So, yeah, they came in here for the BMF belt, and uh, I had it. I had uh, Jorge Masvidal the whole way. I thought he was going to win via decision, I thought I was going to go 5 rounds because I know nobody puts Nate Diaz out, you know. Uh but it ended up stopping you know, it ended up being a doctor stoppage due to a uh nasty cut on Nate Nate's eye. Uh yeah, nasty. Nasty, nasty. Everybody uh was debating the stoppage. I think I think people were like, "Oh, come on. This is like the one out of one belt. There's not a there can't be a rematch. You just got to let the fight go on, you know." But, uh, I mean, shoot, props to Jorge Masvidal for, for doing what he needed to do to w- get that win. And, uh, I mean, whatever you say, whether it was controversial or what, Jorge was dominating that fight. And even if Nate would have won the last two rounds, there's no way he would have beat Jorge Masvidal because you aren't putting Jorge Masvidal out either. So, yeah, crazy, crazy. Doctor stopped, stopped the fight at the end of the third round uh, due to a cut. Over the top of Nate Diaz's uh, right, eye, believe, right eye, I believe. So, yeah, crazy night of fights. Saturday night was awesome. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Crap. I totally forgot about the mineral ads. So, stay tuned for the ad. And here we go. Man, I don't even know what else to talk about anymore. I love talking about fights. I could talk about fights forever. Maybe I need to start my own podcast just like, just recapping fight night. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. I think for episode 20, I got to talk to Jalen. Episode 20, even if we have to skip a week, uh, we need a we need a guest. We need a guest for sure. And hopefully every two or three episodes we can get a guest on. We've got a new microphone. It's just sitting here in the studio waiting to be used. So if you want to be on the podcast, let us know. If not, eh, that's cool too. I don't really care. I do, but, you know, you can only do so much. So, here I am, drinking Sprite. I wish it was beer. But, I gotta wake up and go to the gym again in the morning. So, yeah, because Jalen didn't show up this morning. I'm calling you out on the podcast, bro. I know you're not here to defend yourself, but I don't even care. I will come up with a Snapchat that said, Where you at, bro? And uh yeah, you're welcome for waking you up, by the way. You need to apologize for not showing up. Anyways, somewhere in America podcast, episode nineteen. I hope you guys like that. Uh, I'd like to get my my brother in law on, my my si- uh my sister, my wife <clears throat> on the podcast. Talk about a lot of different things we can talk about uh I s obviously an immigrant from Venezuela, came here to the United States. And uh yeah, I think that'd be a be something fun. A lot of people don't understand what it's like to to have a, a immigrant wife, husband, spouse, you know, people have family members, but you know, when when your parents are an immigrant, you really don't know what, what they're going through. But when it's your wife or your husband or whatever you know you're you're there firsthand to f- to see what what all goes on and uh yeah i think it's a lot tougher than people think uh you know i mean obviously marriage isn't easy but you know when you've got that added stress of oh is my my green card's expiring so now we got to s- spend another 1000 dollars on paperwork to get my green card renewed and then after that we can apply for citizenship and then another thousand dollars later we can take the test and then blah, 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 blah. So it's, uh, yeah. It's not as easy as, as, uh, well, I don't know if I should say it's not as easy as people think because I don't know how people think, but it's not easy. So yeah, it'd be fun to get her on and talk about like what it's like immigrating to another country where you know really, you really only know, one person, luckily she knew her aunt, but I can't even imagine immigrating to somewhere where you don't know a soul, I mean, imagine, I mean, it's hard enough when you move somewhere in the United States, imagine, you know, like, I moved from Wyoming to New Mexico, and, uh, man, that was tough, like, I thought I was, uh, I, I could make friends easily, and it pro- I moved in October, and it probably took me till, mm, February. I went to the Valentine's dance with this girl that uh, I had a crush on. She had a crush on me, kind of. But I went to the Valentine's dance together, and she... Uh, no, not she. I mean, we, we, we danced a little bit, but then I hung out with these other people, and uh, they hung out with me, and they liked me. So then we kind of started being friends, and then, you know, then we we ended up hanging out with each other, stuff like that. But, I mean, I went from October to February, literally, with nobody that I would call a friend, you know? So, I can't even imagine going from a different country where you don't even speak the same language. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Crazy, crazy. Sometimes I, I feel for my wife, but at the same time, I'm like, man, I want to experience that. Like, she she has family in Italy. I want to move to Italy. I want to move to Italy, and we can we can just... Start over. Not that I need to start over, but it's just be—it's just for the experience, you know. I mean, imagine moving to a new, another country, especially a country like Italy. I mean, Italy is one of the most beautiful countries in the world. Got lots of stuff to do in the south, tons of stuff to do in the north. You have Rome in the cent- center. I mean, it's just like a very well spread out country. Lots of cool stuff to do, and uh, man, I can't wait to go. And we're gonna go Who knows when But we're gonna go We have to Europe's on my bucket list I wish I could just like Quit my job and go Do what I got a mortgage to pay for And car payments And Yeah You know how it is It's all gravy though It's all gravy Love my life Man I need to stop talking Starting to get delusional Starting to get real freaking tired too all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the newest episode of the podcast. Please share it. And if you want to be a guest on the podcast, let us know. DM us on Instagram. Uh, if you have Minor Jalen's phone number, text us. Shoot us a text. And uh, yeah. Ciao.